1: Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrossers up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you were going. Industry news, trends, the people involved.
4: I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwantz. This is Josh Some Stevens. This is
1: Kelly Smith. This is Travis Pastrana. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It's our first mic check live from the Iowa State <laughs> Fair, the 2018 Iowa State Fair. And Jack, you're going to have to walk us through this because we uh, we've not been on the air with the the mics wide open so good. you
5: guys you guys sound really good
1: really you sound it's amazing yeah. you should see
5: how we look
1: no it's uh, it's raining out at the iowa state fair we're at the cattleman's beef quarters and uh for the first time last year if you recall the year before that we were live at the crystal studios but crystal studios are being used by uh, our sister station doing uh special programming from seven to nine yep and it's it's a it's like a review of what happened that day at the fair and, obviously, what we do does not need to be reviewed. Um, <laughs> because we... We are the review. We, the truth. We could... We we sh, we so could have done something. By the way, I have it on Firm Authority. I talked to Gary Slater on my Saturday show, and Gary said that the plans are well underway for a new racetrack here at the fairgrounds. Is this
5: true?
6: Yep. That sounds wonderful. Man, no. I'll tell you what.
5: I, it... it uh, I hope they consult said that some now people for
6: the last 4 years. Okay, so.
5: yeah, that's he, what I was thinking. But I, if they consult somebody besides a car guy and they and they have some motorcycle guys, maybe yeah. somebody like a Chris Carr could well, come in because what a venue to have
1: It's like what do, uh, what dude. do you what do you call those banked uh, the bank turns? They're, they're called banked turns. I think okay. they
5: call them it in layman's terms banked <laughs> turns. Otherwise a professional like a expert would call it like a banked turn.
1: Okay. <laughs> so anyway, it's going to be a smaller track than it was. Uh-huh. Okay. And the turns will be uh, banked. As uh, you, like a three 3.8
5: or, or what?
1: So it'll be about 3.8 three eight mile.
5: Yeah, so maybe not a flat track race. But, but to, uh,
1: No, but what they're going to do is uh, maybe, you know? there will be a portion they run of the track miles. which will be flat. Yeah, so if, a, a uh, portion like of the three 3.8. Yeah, so uh, you know, people just love to jump in on the show even without a microphone. Um, so <laughs> do up on the program. We're very, very pleased to have you join us live at the Cattlemen's Beef Quarters. Uh, PJ Duran, Scott Casper, Tony uh, Wink, with us uh, on the program. And Tony, this has been really a perfect. You're out here every day at the fair. I
5: am. Uh, I am the Iowa State Fair. They should do a commercial uh, for ridiculous people, and to to attract other ridiculous people. And I should be the star because I, um, you yep. know, I, I got I got a really nice camper this year, yeah. and you know, camping up on the hill that's for other people. I consider them suckers because that's a huge hill you got to climb. Me, I'm right outside gate eight here on uh, some Siders sure. house and um, plugged into the garage. And I'm telling you what, it is the only. Living large. Only. And I've gained seven pounds actually in
1: six days. Just by walking across that street.
5: Oh, man. I just love it. I have the pickle dog. I have the, the beer tin. I have, you know, the, the, the thing that gets me every year is. At the end of the day, I'm like, I need to go back to not State Fair Tony. I need to go back to just regular Tony, which is also kind of a um, letdown. Ha- ha- yes. handful. But I always have Discipline. beer tickets in my pocket, in my in my wallet. <laughs> uh, so I'm. It is my goal to spend but all that's my beer because tickets.
1: because what you do is you overbuy. Year,
6: and then it's motivation year. to use all of them. I'm not going to leave anything on the table. All right, so this is our
1: state fair special, guys. And um, when we talk about the state fair, we often think about flat track. You bet. All right, and uh, a lot of
5: there was some there's some good racing over the years out here.
1: There, there's been some great racing lately as well. Um, what American flat track has done is, uh, it's it's almost like a shot of adrenaline. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, I've, I've just. Let me read this, Tony. Uh, seven titles, 78 wins, most ever podiums, most ever podium finishes. He's a Grand Slammer. He won at least nine races in each discipline. Our next guest went uh, road racing in the prime of his career on dirt. Imagine how many wins, how many wins, rather, how many titles between Parker and Carr. I mean,
5: if they hadn't raced together.
1: I know. I mean, it have been just, but they love each other. They have an appreciation for each other. Let's go to Chris Carr. He's our first guest on the show. Chris, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Thank you so much for taking the time.
4: Uh there's just one thing. I don't know that I really love Scott. Parker. I was going <laughs> I, I really was just
1: that. gonna say that.
5: I'm not so sure, but I'll let him announce. I'll let him make that announcement. <laughs> no, I, and, didn't, and, uh, I didn't hear so it. I
4: chose made to. Made each other uh, race a lot harder around the racetrack through the years.
1: I'm going to make some uh, slight adjustments here. Uh, Jack, please turn him up, and oh. we'll, and we'll oh. turn our mics down, okay? All right. Uh, there you, you go. Thank you. Uh, Chris, how are you?
4: I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, busy as my new, uh, my, well, it's not new anymore. I've been here a little over almost two seasons now as uh, the chief competition officer at American Flat Track, and uh, it's been a pretty steep learning curve. You know, it's the first real job I've ever had. And uh, um, it's uh, it's been a challenge, but it's been a lot of fun too to see uh, to be a part of the the the, the rebirth of uh, American flat track.
1: And that's what it is. It's a rebirth, and uh, we're talking about that earlier, me and a couple other guys. In what you guys have been able to accomplish in a few short years, uh, flat track is not just back. It seems like it's regaining its popularity and momentum.
5: I was talking to Dale Jones today, Chris, and and uh he you know he's we have a davenport event coming up it's 30 year anniversary this year then and it's an event i took over last year and and uh we were talking about just uh you know just flat track in general and the health of it and and uh i know in pockets it's it's flat and in in other regions it's it's really good but i mean you guys actually turned people away this year too many fans i've never even heard of that at a flat track event is that true
4: uh it was an unfortunate uh challenge that we had. I believe it was at the Wheatport short track. You know, we had been in that region for the last couple of years at Rolling Field Speedway, uh, you know, not four miles away from uh from Wheatport, and, and Wheat Sport had undergone kind of a transform transformation. Um, track that I went through in the eighties and uh, didn't really think a whole lot of it, but uh last year we uh went by and visited the venue and they had to dump uh, several millions uh, worth of dollars into new grandstands, uh, a really great area uh, vendor area uh, for the for the spectators, um, cleaned up the racetrack, uh, brought in LED digital lighting, and we were like, "Why aren't we here?" And
3: mm. well, this year yeah.
4: we were, and uh,
3: That's we were awesome.
4: putting about about three thousand people in the in the rolling wheels track. To, uh, over fifty two hundred at uh, that week sport just down the road and we just flat ran out of ran out of room. We had to beg our paddock members to get out of the, the paddock we so we could bring in more general attention.
5: Holy smokes. We
4: stuffed every person we could.
5: That's awesome. A good, that's a, a good problem to have. That's a really good problem to have and, and uh, you know the, the, the twins hasn't been as exciting as uh, years past but the singles, man, that's that, that race has been good every single week.
4: Uh, the cool thing about singles is that we've had so many different winners. You know, we had, uh, you know, uh, one of the more well-rounded crossover athletes in a, in, in a lot of years with significant off-road background of Ryan Sykes. to going to win in his, only his second uh, AFT event, albeit both of them were TTS, And he's certainly good with the front break, but, uh, <laughs>
3: you know,
4: we have what nine different winners so far this year uh it's been uh, it's been pretty impressive and very competitive and uh, uh it's uh it's, it's good to watch we've got a we've got a, a real strong contingent of the riders that some of which may very well be stars of the future of the twins class
6: and with the with peoria right around the corner are we going to see uh mr wiles continued domination of that venue i mean he's He's been trying to keep Jared honest this year, but he's only got like 110
5: really, points to come up with. <laughs> yeah,
6: it, but it's that's his race, or so
5: it seems. for oh, yeah.
6: quite a while now. Well, uh, you know,
4: Henry's. I think a lot will depend on uh, how Henry feels walking down the hill the morning of race. You know, uh, uh, if he goes in there with the attitude that he's had personally the last, you know, 13, 14 years, I don't see anybody beating him. Um, yeah. If he goes down the hill and has a little bit of a shred of doubt as to whether he can continue on um, uh, winning that event, then uh, he can be beat, and uh, it's more up to Henry Wilds than it is anybody else. Chris, of how he walks down that hill, because I've lived that. I know what that feels like.
6: Yeah, you you are literally the only other person who can can honestly say that. Uh, with uh, with Peoria coming last year, it was a a somewhat different track because of the the way that the racing was set up i have you i mean is it going to be similar are we going to recognize last year's track to this track or you know we certainly interviewed plenty of racers after the fact and they said yeah i, c- I could go with a little more jump uh you know they said that was what we they also saw to see.
5: half the bikes falling apart yeah we didn't
6: see half the bikes the dropping parts we were there watching live
5: right well, I think, I think uh, we certainly
4: stretched the boundaries of some of the builds of the motorcycles. Uh, you know, the idea that uh, the jump now is at a slower speed. It's under under acceleration rather than deceleration. It has a little bit to do with it. And they're hitting it much more straight, uh, at least the first half of it. And then the second half of it, you know, is, uh, is more of a bit of a roller. I, it's a timing section. And uh, the idea of, uh, you know, jumping, 325-pound twin-cylinder motorcycle with an apex to the midair, we felt it was important for AFP that a guy could go out and race the same motorcycle at the Peoria TT as he would the Springfield mile down the road. And uh, we believe we accomplished that um, with the changes in the Peoria TT. And uh, it didn't seem to turn anybody away last year as it was one of their best crowds in the last 10 years.
5: Maybe we need Pastrana to show up and show him how to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: right. I think I think Travis might have his uh hand
6: full more if 450 class, I think he'd be real
5: competitive. is a different animal. I know. Yeah, I'm just teasing because no, he jumped that bike.
6: Absolutely. And and I think the racing was great last year in all classes. Uh, at Peoria? Yeah, at Peoria. Yeah, it was it was, awesome. it was incredible racing. And, yeah, unfortunately, there were some guys finding uh, faults with their setup, though. There were, <laughs> I was there going was off a of Halber's bike? There, there was some around debris. The corner. I can't remember. Foot, foot was
5: it foot pegs? Or foot
7: yeah, there foot was, foot was a couple guys or, that
6: yeah. got foot pegs dropped.
7: Oh,
5: yeah, it was, it was Sammy, he was he was missing his
7: right foot peg. And So, Chris, back to the Henry Wiles thing, See do on. you think that that's going to, some of the rules changes might affect how he performs this year, or do you think it's uh, do you it think it's kind of... Last year, it didn't affect him last year at all. <laughs> no, it didn't. You know? It didn't.
4: Uh, uh, I mean, he showed up at, at, uh, at Peoria and, and rode his twin as if he was on a 450. I mean, he, he looked like the same Henry Wild. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know that um, uh, that's going to be any different. Um, but the reality is, is how he feels coming down the hill. And uh, Henry uh, has not slowed down. He hasn't shown any signs of slowing down, typically in the areas of PP racing. He had a little bit of bad luck at the Buffalo Chip uh, um, trying to make room where there wasn't and uh, mm-hmm. had a real good solid comeback. Uh, he was competitive at Daytona. they get a great start, and uh, by the time he got the third, the leaders were checked out. And, uh, you know, Henry, Henry has won a lot of races at Victoria, uh because he comes in with a game plan. He comes in knowing that he to get a good start, get out front, and set a pace that nobody can match. And he's done that at the majority of the events that he's won. And uh, if, if he keeps that mindset. I don't see any reason why
7: he can't win three, four, or five more. Chris,
3: Chris,
7: I I just kind of have a little ad-lib to to my question. Do you think some of the rule changes, though, have been kind of directed towards Henry and maybe trying to end his dominance and maybe try to level the playing field for other riders? Not at all. No? Okay.
3: we
4: We can't make rule changes in the sport. Uh, to affect one rider at one event. That's not how we operate. So the only, the only thing that, uh, uh, that you can maybe point a finger at in recent years that can have some sort of effect is cosmetic. And uh, uh, the changes that, uh, that came about for 2018 that are, are geared towards what Henry wrote in the, back, in the past was that we wanted a twin-cylinder motorcycle to be more traditional appearance of a, of a flat track motorcycle um, in, the, in the twin class. Um, last year, it looked like a, a, the motorcycle had the appearance of a, of a twin stuffed in a 450 frame, even though we knew that it wasn't, that, that was the appearance of it. And uh, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, keeping a differentiating uh, view of what the bikes are in one class versus the other. We didn't
6: want to confuse people. No, and that and, and it made perfect sense. Ride. It made perfect sense that rule change, uh, beyond I mean and it really was just bodywork, right, Chris? I'm sure it's you can speak positive.
4: to it. Yeah,
6: the motorcycle uh, essentially the same because of different gas tank and 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 section the rest of the bike the same. Well Chris, off of the flat track topic, uh I'm Curious, as I know our listeners are, have you been doing anything or has there been enough time in your life to have any involvement in what we know you've done in the past and we didn't mention, that being one of the fastest men on two wheels on the planet? Um, you, you've ridden uh, Bonneville in the past and was wondering if you've got any involvement with that going forward. Uh, not currently.
4: Um, I've, I've had a, a few days uh, over the last few years uh, since I've last been out, uh, but nobody's told um, and, and decided to write a nice big check because I have to be honest with you, I'm not interested in going uh, almost 400 miles an hour without getting paid.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, d- I wouldn't imagine anybody would be other than the young guys. Uh, and
4: and currently right now, to be honest with you, with my job, I don't I don't really have time for that. I really that, don't. I've looked at, I've, I've 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 entertained some some uh, inquiries, but uh, to be honest with you. There's not, just not enough time in the calendar for me to do that. I don't even
6: have time to ride a flat track anymore. <laughs> oh, that is that is sad to hear. Speaking of uh, J.D. Beach, he's run a couple of events this year with your uh, with your series, and, God, we love watching him flat track. Is there a lot of – I mean, does that do anything for the series in your mind to have uh, racers crossing over from any other disciplines? I mean, not just road racing. Well, Sipes,
5: I think, was huge for flat track. Yeah. I don't know if – and maybe yep. I'm biased because I'm a F- Sipes fan, but I think it was awesome.
4: Well, I, I look at it this way. You know, JD Beach is one of those riders that grew up flat track and got the road racing bug at, a, at you know at the age of 16 and had an op- had some opportunities presented to him, and he's been out to go out and uh, been able to go out and, and, and make a living road racing motorcycles here uh, specifically in the United States. Um, I don't know what his road racing trajectory is from this point on, but he's at the age right now where he's certainly capable of coming back, as he has proven, and being competitive in the American flat track environment, and we would encourage that. Um, There's been a dynamic shift in in racing in the last uh, few years. Um, uh, The the investments in road racing in America aren't what they were, and uh, the... the investments that have been made recently in flat track have increased significantly. I think it's, uh, it's great for the sport of flat track that a kid like J.D. Beach has an option. Um, he can come back and make a living flat track. And I think he would slot right in uh, and be a, a top 10 guy, potentially top 5 week in and week out, if he chose to do so. And I think now is uh, a time that uh, is more right for him to have that option realistically.
6: Yeah, and he's not the only one. Danny Aslick bears mention as well. He's come out and raced a few, too. Yes, he has.
5: Our guest has been Chris Carr. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio live from the Iowa State Fair at the Cattleman's Beef Quarters. Chris Carr, you're my hero. You you always be my hero, and I really appreciate you uh, being our regular guest over the years. You're the, you're the man, dude. I appreciate
3: you guys having me
4: once again, and uh, enjoy the fair, folks.
5: Oh, yeah. That's my favorite place to be. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, there'll be more of Pit Pass. Stay tuned.
8: My name is Corey West. I'm an AMA Daytona sport bike racer. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
1: Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new 4 model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to PitPass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new PitPass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, PitPass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new PitPass app. Get it today.
5: America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
0: Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and RevZilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hickland Power Sports and Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long-sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous.
5: Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Dalyon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Dalyons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the Dalyons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Dalyon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946.
3: This is Andrew
1: Short, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, Tony Wink, and uh, company. Uh, we've got Roman Avila back in the studio after, uh, well, after he got married. I mean, it was there was a couple weeks of delay, uh, but uh, she has let him off the leash, and he's back in the studio. And congrats, Roman. Yeah, how about that? And uh, also P.J. Duran, who uh, also, did both of you guys get, like, hitch within a couple weeks of each other?
6: Yeah, mine was at the end of April, but yeah,
1: yeah same time before. of the year. Well, I mean, that that's what's fun, okay? I got uh, married like 20 years ago, and it's just not wearing off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tony, same thing. <laughs> anyway, so, um, welcome back to the show. This is Pit Pass, brought to you in part by our friends at Wiseco, Wiseco Performance Solutions. Look for them at a dealer near you, and if they aren't available on the shelf, say hey to the guys in the parts department. Say hey hey, maybe uh, you guys should pick up uh Wiseco. Mm. Okay, Wiseco Performance Products.
5: Hey you know who's back at Wiseco? Who
1: dat now? Bob DeFranco. Shut your mouth. He's
5: back, baby.
1: What? Yeah, return of the Mac.
5: Yeah return of the return
1: of the Mac. I'd yeah. I'd love Bobby. Bobby D's back. Okay, so maybe, maybe next week can get him on the show. I probably have to
5: work more now. Damn it. was okay. a slave driver.
1: Well, welcome back to the show. Anyway, <laughs> we are live at the Iowa State Fair, Cattlemen's Beef Quarters, our first year here. Uh, most of our studio operations on the grounds of the Iowa State Fair are uh, being utilized this year, which is really neat. We've got some great program directors, and they are uh, making sure that we are well represented at the Iowa State Fair. And that's kind of cool, Pete. It,
6: it is great news. Yeah. And you know what else was great news from the weekend? Some amazing road racing.
1: Yeah, we're talking a little bit about that. Sonoma was in action, right?
6: Yep, Sonoma was in action, and uh, we just said his name. J.D. Beach did the flying double again. Nice. Kins on fire in the Super Sport class. Cameron Bobier likewise, did the same on another Yamaha, an R1 in the Superbike class. Good racing. Uh, Beaubier is just putting his stamp all over the series, though. Um, unless he has an accident, I think he's walking away with it.
1: Was there anything going on at Road America?
6: There was not anything going on at Road America that okay. I'm aware right. of, but right. there was MotoGP racing going on in Austria at the Red Bull Ring. Uh, the the course that Red Bull built, they called the Red Bull Ring. Um, Mr. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo on the Ducati put on quite a show and was able to outpace Marc Marquez. Marquez came in second, and then... Uh, Lorenzo's partner uh, or teammate, as it were, Davizioso came third.
1: I want you to do me a favor. I want you to stand up and relinquish your headphone microphone. I'm, ha- and John,
6: ha- I'm happy as, to,
1: as long as we've got the time to do it, because this is how we get free food.
5: <laughs> uh, he, oh, there's free food involved. He he I d- bought mine.
1: He, he doesn't know that yet. I screwed up. But, uh, again, we're at the Cattleman's You're Beef Quarters on the grounds of the Iowa State Fair. Uh, this yeah. has been a home of WHO Radio for oh so many years. John, uh, excuse me, Bob Quinn and. And so many other great broadcasters have made this their home. But, uh, John, tell us your last name. Mortimer. And, John, how long have you been with the Cattlemen's Beef Porters? Uh,
9: 34 years. Holy okay.
1: smokes. Who own, Who actually owns the Cattlemen's Beef Quarters? It's owned by
9: about 70 county cattlemen's associations around the state.
1: Okay. And, and the purpose, of course, is to provide great food to people on, on the campus here at the Iowa State Fair, but also to raise funds, right?
9: Well, correct. It's... Uh, obviously there's a lot of money goes through but it's it all got, there's a lot of it's expensive to do something at the iowa state fair everybody knows
1: now uh, one of the except for radio apparently no. Yeah. apparently it's free <laughs> um but there's one item that i've always wanted to try and i actually got to do it tonight and it was a hot beef Sunday. right it was uh, i don't know who came up with it but it's mashed potatoes it's it's beef shredded beef right am i right Shredded
9: beef and gravy
1: and gravy and but it is just a bowl full of deliciousness that i can't tell you how much i enjoyed it i really did it's like eight bucks but i tell you what that's a full dinner right there
9: yeah it was an idea we came up with in 2006 thinking it was just kind of a crazy thing nobody would want to do that maybe we'd sell a couple three thousand of them but we sell we sell more of that every day now, but uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: he's it, he's hit on a winner. Tell yeah, it sounds it, like it.
9: Now, it's kind of our signature item now, and it's kind of caught all over the country. So,
1: is what would, would if if you would um, tell us what your top four or five items are that are on the menu? Because quite frankly, I'm a brisket guy, right? But uh, there's so many great things, and people line up. They line up, they put their order in here right. or out the other door, uh, and then they go inside, and their, their numbers are called, and they pay their bill. But uh, what are some of the, t- the, maybe, say, the top five items?
9: Well, we, we have a, the fellas doing our meat. Uh, can do prime rib like you're not going to get many places. I don't care where you go how much you pay You're yep. not going to find prime
1: rib any better than this. Okay, and we'll uh, probably get a sample of that tomorrow, right? Yeah, if you nope. wanted it it's, it's I would there. prefer
5: a sample right now since I will be somewhere <laughs> else tomorrow, but it, it,
1: uh, it is
9: good. He's done it and he knows how to do it and then we don't overcook it it's, it it's tender so it's juicy. Nice and juicy. Bob tender. Quinn said
1: it's tender and juicy. If you can
9: cut it with a knife and a plastic knife, I well,
1: you know it's pretty good. <laughs> I would and like to be the judge do,
5: of what's so. good and what isn't in this place,
1: you, if you don't mind. You have been the judge already. Tell yes. That's okay. Self-proclaimed. That's okay. What yeah. are the hours here that people can uh, people can come up, order their hot, delicious food items, sit down, and stay out of the sprinkler. It's sprinkling a little bit right now, but uh, what are the hours that people can well, come we, join we us? We
9: start breakfast at 6 o'clock, but wow. uh, it's getting up pretty early, but... Uh, that goes until ten o'clock, and then we open for what we're doing now.
1: Are you here all day? Yes. Okay. What do you I've been do? for thirty-four years. But what's, <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you do the balance of the year?
9: Well, now I'm retired, so I don't, Believe it or not, this place takes a lot of your time. If you want to give it to it, it, it it's a business, you know, and it requires taxes and all sorts of
1: 100%. You know, all these
9: counties to keep track of. And sure. They change their organization, and we have to kind of change with it. So.
1: Well, there's no other place on the grounds of the Iowa State Fair that I'd recommend as heartily. And Bob Quinn is the one that taught me uh, about this initially, John Sellers, Van Harden, all the, the rest of those that we do business with in radio. But yeah. they're big believers in what you do. and
9: We you, appreciate all the help they give us by talking about us. So well, we you guys that. have
1: been very, very supportive of all that we do, and you provide a home for us. This year, even uninvited, you said, sure, come on in. And that was very great of you. So, John, I just wanted to make sure we had some time to spend with you on the show. Okay. Right. So thank you so much. Uh,
9: welcome to be here.
1: What's for John. dessert?
9: For, what's for what?
1: What's for dessert? Brisket, I thought. <laughs> brisket. Is there brisket for dessert? That is something so.
9: we have not gotten into. So.
1: Thank you, John. You're right. God bless you. All right, Tony, back to you. Um, We're we're still talking motorcycling and, of course, uh, flat track. One of the things that we know about the the, the fairgrounds is that the fairgrounds track may be gone right now, but the memories are not gone. Okay? Yeah,
5: we had motocross races here that I ran. We had motocross races here that uh, some other local guys ran um, after me. And uh, Wolf, Jim White, uh, he ran them here in the... Maybe late 80s, early 90s. There's been a lot of motocross. There's been a lot of flat track over the years at the Iowa State Fair, um, at the fair, and then also during during the season, you know, throughout the year. And uh, there's um, every winter they have the, the Dome, which is uh, indoor <laughs> flat track. And they have it's a syrup, Coke syrup race sure. on, on concrete. But it's uh, – then that's a hangover, buddy. The fumes yeah, from buddy. those go-karts, because they have go-karts. They have three-wheelers. They have uh, yeah motorcycles uh atv so that's it's uh uh, they they burn a lot of alcohol and stuff so i I actually drink a lot of alcohol while i watch it but um (laughs) you know this past weekend we had unadilla and it was an absolute slop fest.
1: Mudder. Mudder. What, what did we learn from you, did? First of all, who, you know, they always say that the cream will rise to the top. So who indeed rose to the well, top? Well, same old
5: boys. It was a local boy that got the whole shot. But then yep. then uh, Marvin came out, and, and then Eli came out. Marvin was leading the thing in the first moto, had to do a goggle swap because he actually, I mean, it was that bad. They were, wow. guys the, were pulling in the pits like, yeah. like NASCAR and doing.
7: A lot of guys had problems with their roll-offs. Uh, the canisters were breaking because the mud buildup was so bad. You're talking about tear offs, so the No, 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 roll offs. Just so the they...
5: roll offs. You, you in, in the they, it's like a set of, like a like a Polaroid film or a camera film that's clear. Okay. Starts on one end full, comes over here, and you pull it. And it it has a clear uh, about an inch and a half all all the way across. And they've really improved them, but you've got to duct tape those things. And I I was looking at the videos when they were on the line, and they weren't duct taping them. And I know that they're pros, (laughs) and they know what they're doing, but I'm telling you. uh,
7: On that subject, a quick note. A couple of years ago, Trey Kennard wore two sets of goggles in a real mudder, and I can't remember if it was Unidella or what? What do you mean
5: he wore two sets of goggles? He
7: wore two sets of goggles. He wore for the whole shot portion of the race. He yeah. wore two pairs of goggles. <laughs> he wore a pair with. with Can a you imagine of what that would be like? Uh, like looking through a bubble, a well, fishbowl. you know what? I guess if you're trying to, if you're a pro. Right. And, and want to win. You're making money. You're getting paid to do this. No, you do whatever it takes.
5: I think that's a silly comment. It, well, you're still looking through a fishbowl no matter what. I, I don't it. care.
7: But anyway, Dylan Frandis I, did this, and it paid off for him. He didn't have to do a goggle change. Okay. And he went 1-1 on mm-hmm, the day mm-hmm. in the 250 class. He put the hammer down and proved that...
5: Yeah, yeah, and and you know, speaking of that, and I want to talk about the motocrosses nations and, and who they chose, and, and uh, Puerto Rico and the French, which that's awesome. boggles me. Um, but the back to the Unadilla thing, we went in there with with uh, Eli Tomac having a little lead. Here comes PJ with yeah. some Mexican corn. Um, th- we went in there with with uh, Eli Tomac having a, an again. edge over Marvin Muskin. Marvin uh, yeah. won the second moto, took second the first. Eli swapped, they swapped, well, uh, vice versa actually. Yeah, Marvin. Won the first one, got... No, he no. won the second one. Won the so, second one. Anyway, the points are the same as they were. The spread was. Yeah, okay. 15 points. The, the difference, yep. So,
7: Heading into um, Bud's Creek.
5: We, announced, uh, we, we saw the announcement that Eli Tomac and uh, Barsha Justin Barsha and, and Plessinger. Uh, Plessinger, Aaron Plessinger are going to be Team USA, which takes place this fall at, at uh, Red Bud in Indiana. Um. Uh, Michigan. Hey, uh, well, it's close. Michigan, <laughs> Buchanan, Michigan, S- S- yeah, and uh, we got to go now. through Indiana to get there. <laughs> um, it's just across the border, guys. You know what I meant. <laughs> uh, but what boggles me is for Team Puerto Rico, which is a U.S. Um,
1: the subsidiary territory. Yeah, territory. Territory. Yeah. Okay. Island.
5: So we always send some Americans that didn't make the cut, or I mean, Alex it's Martin kinda like has done it. It's kind of like our B team. It's like our B team. Okay, so we have Travis Pastrana. Yes. We have
7: Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Sipes. Hang on, Sipes. Hang on yeah, hang yeah, yeah. Travis P.
1: Yeah.
5: Travis P. Is racing.
7: Now hold on, keep going with your and,
5: list. And and Ronnie Mac, who yeah, is Ron, a not a real person.
7: No, it's Jimmy Albertson.
5: Well, I wouldn't say that on the air. <laughs>
7: well, I mean, that's who it but, is. Uh,
5: so Jimmy, so <laughs> I mean, so so Ronnie Mack, and they're all going to race two strokes, right?
7: It's an all two-stroke event. How,
5: this isn't, Puerto Rico. A, this isn't a Tony Wink fair race. How can they have a fictional character racing for Team Puerto Rico? I don't get it.
7: Well,
1: Puerto Rico is kind of a fictional <sighs> country. Uh, Not to uh, them, and that's no. why,
5: I'm, you know, and they're still without power, and, we're, and I oh, think they no, should be no, doing no. Uh,
1: Yeah. Listen, and there are people down there that don't have power, but believe me, that country has come a long way in the last three
7: months.
5: What, they had it coming? What are you going to tell
1: no.
7: me? I think, uh, hey, here's my play <laughs> on this. And to be quite honest with you, (laughs) I kind of see this as... Oh, okay. we are good. All right. All right. So the point that I was trying to make when we were talking about Team Puerto Rico before was this could be a publicity stunt for for these guys, Ryan Sipes, uh, Ronnie Mac, Ronnie Mac yeah. and, and Travis Pastrana to maybe gain some money, get get some build-up funds for Puerto Rico as a whole to maybe help that struggling country out and
5: well I think after Hurricane Maria, I think that Puerto Rico needs Uh, Definitely an influx. Yeah. And I think it would be very cool to see. um,
6: Some not fresh. Maybe you use the word mildly vintage racers.
7: (laughs) Mild vintage. Well,
5: Sipes is still. Yeah, he's still
7: good. And he's killing it. Um, But. uh, I don't know. I I think they necessarily should. Want to do that for the for Puerto Rico as a whole.
6: And, and it's it's a wonderful idea if they're putting some of the funds uh, to uh, recovery efforts in Puerto Rico. Great. I'm looking forward to watching them race. I want to see how fast they go on those two strokes. It's going to be awesome.
5: All right, we're going to take a break from the hour fair little uh, audio troubles, but uh, we're getting through it. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is number 40, Jason
8: DeSalvo, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
0: With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's X.com, Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days with the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's race wear must withstand tremendous forces it must breathe well be lightweight and protective yet still durable Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant, designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of
1: quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high Quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's motor racing talk show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from eight to ten, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO.
0: This is fourteen sixty KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles, both off road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter-weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance, enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever you your budget or riding style yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you for more visit yamahamotorsports.com today then visit Hicklin power sports and grimes to see the new 2017 models from yamaha the first name in dual sports dress properly for your ride with a helmet eye protection long sleeves long pants gloves and boots do not drink and ride it's illegal and dangerous (laughs) the point is good Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell
1: Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits.
3: Hey,
10: this
1: is Matt Can you listen to the Pit Pass Radio. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love live radio. Eh, it's I always do. exciting. <laughs> it's the best. We're coming to you from the Iowa State Fair, Cattleman's Beef Quarters, and we're inventing something I've been doing for 40 years, and that's called radio.
5: It was a little easier from the Crystal Studios.
1: It was a lot easier yeah. because you actually had a producer on site named Ross. Uh, Jack and his his beautiful, lovely bride are uh, downtown Des Moines, uh, firmly ensconced in a uh, studio that's air conditioned and.
5: All, I love air conditioning. All things probably
1: dry. <laughs> yeah, it's very dry, and, and we're not. Uh we, we it's 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 drizzling just a little bit. Yeah, but. humidity's at a hundred percent right now.
5: <laughs> in other words it's raining. It's all right. Raining. So
1: next up on the show guys is a guy that uh, is one of the greatest of all time. Is if there was a goat uh in Flat Track, I would say it's probably Scotty Parker. Um he's a Hall <laughs> of Famer. Uh he's been on the show several times before. Uh he rode for factory uh, Harley Davidson and uh They called him mean, lean, and green because dude just absolutely went out and got after it every single time. Not much he didn't win. And he joins us now to Scott Parker. Scott, how are you? Good, good,
8: good, good. Just uh, sorry about the rain. I'm here in uh, Michigan and it's a beautiful night. Got my shirt off, just sort of enjoying the evening, watering
1: a little bit of grass that I've been putting down, and uh, just been taking it easy. Last time I talked to you, I think it was was it last year? I think you're mowing your grass. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always got something to do with grass, right? you know? Got, <laughs> hey,
5: yeah. if that's legal where you live, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. As I as I said last week, uh, Willie Nelson is legal now in seven states. Speaking of grass, yeah. I know it's, <laughs> like, uh, it's it's
8: going crazy. I, you know, I, I don't do it myself, but you know, there's uh it's a, it's, it's there's some good reasons and helps a lot of people and that's the positive side.
1: Exactly. Thank S- you,
5: Scott. We we uh, we have a lot of respect for you, obviously. Uh, with nine titles, 94 wins, over 200 podium finishes, dirt track Grand Slam. You are the goat. Do you, do you ever get tired of morons like us that are just
1: why, why do super we have to fans that fanboys
5: uh, fanboy yeah fan you ever get tired of us fanboys
1: <laughs> I, I sure
8: don't you know the coolest thing is when i go to springfield or i go to daytona and, and you run into a lot of great people there and all of a sudden they just uh, you know they come to you and say
5: man just can't you do it one more time and right i'm over it i'm over it <laughs> you'd probably still do be really really competitive i would imagine
8: yeah, I think so. I mean, I think if I really put my effort to it, you know, and, and uh,
1: got into the training thing, you know, and, and got back into it, yeah, I think I could be competitive. I but mean, Chris Carr is what? Chris is like 20 years your senior, right?
8: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy? Easy? <laughs>
1: Easily? 20 years? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, Chris, th- that's the best thing about you guys and your era. Um, that you have a respect for each other. And, uh. racing was never easy you made it look like it was but realistically uh, the equipment back then is not the same equipment we race with today Um, but you guys made it look so yeah you
8: know i mean every day i mean you look back at the times i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and and you know what i mean brian smith just broke the record uh what was it last year two years ago uh, of a hundred and, you know, 105 or hundred, I think he did uh, like a so, you know, the equipment and all that stuff, uh, you know, right there, It just, it's just, uh, one of them things, you know, uh, it's, it's time to change, but the, the, you still got to put the, you've got to get the horsepower to the ground, you know, and, and that's the thing is, uh, I don't care how much horsepower you got, you still got to get it down to the ground and, and, and make, make the corner speed, you know, and, and it, it shows you today that people struggled, you know, why are there, why are they not beating every one of these records that we used to have if they got that much better motorcycle? Right? Yeah, that's I
6: what d- we're d- talking d- about. I, I don't. Uh, the, the horsepower has been essentially uh, the same since arguably the the mid to late 70s. How would they make it? And you're absolutely right, Scott. That uh, it, it, arguably the only thing that certainly could be said is better is tires right now. Um, you know, I would think the the tire technology has has come a ways gotcha. since then. Um, suspension, maybe, and suspension certainly, but
5: suspension I
6: think is really the real key issue. I mean,
8: <clears throat> at at one time we had a pair of shocks that we could put on our bike, and the pair of shocks would give me a half a second just just changing the shocks. And, wow! And, and you look at the track, and you look at it, and going, nothing's changed. It hasn't changed that much. What what's happening here?" Is, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, you put the shocks on and you're right back to the same thing. And, and you shake your head and go, what's different in these shocks over the other ones? But it's amazing that you can go back and, and you've got to hook that up to the ground. There's there's only so much traction there. And that's, that's why it's really hard to, 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 to break these records that's been set. You know, and there's only so much traction there to get a hold of.
6: Scott, uh, a number of your contemporaries, uh, at least briefly in their careers, branched out into road racing did you uh i don't recall you having any great uh, uh number of experience in the road racing forum did you go racing at all or were you ever tempted to
8: i did very little uh i did run the Lisa first hammer uh that harley had that jay team run there for a while and uh i run that a few times uh let's see sonoma i can count them on my hands uh, one hand uh <laughs> We run Sonoma and we run uh loud New Hampshire and we did Daytona.
6: That was and the X R one thousand bike?
8: Yeah, the XR yeah, exactly. The, you know, and it was called the Lucifer's Hammer one thousand and and I did that a little bit, you know, and I liked it and stuff like that, but for me at the time I looked at it and going, How do I how do I cut off one hand to go try to pay for the other hand? Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean it's just mm-hmm. it was just one of them things that you just go, man, I just just keep doing what you do the best, and ride dirt track, and stay there. And you know, Chris went out and did a little bit of it, did real well at it. You know, just uh, you know, it, it, it was he was a little younger, and 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 it worked out a little, you know, worked out good for him. And I just it just never really come across my you know, my platter to to go do it, you know.
6: No, so, and arguably, if it, nothing against Harley, they certainly had what was the most competitive bike on the flat track at the time, but their road racer was. Their road race program had its fair share of problems. I've done quite a bit of uh, reading and studying and talking to the guys who uh, would often say they were forced to ride it. Uh, right. no, I didn't. I never talked to anyone who was overjoyed with the opportunity they had on the XR. They forced
8: to ride it or paid to ride it? Yes, well, yeah, <laughs> paid, paid to ride it gets you there. Money yeah. talks, right? There yeah. you go, exactly. It always makes it easier when you go, oh, well, I don't really
5: like it, but uh, you know. We, we talk about the the trans over the, the 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 crossover from uh, from road racing to flat track and vice versa a lot. JD Beach has been brought up notably in, in this this uh, on the show a lot talking about that. We were just talking about him with Chris Carr earlier in the in the program today. Um, but uh, as far as just flat track goes, American flat track, you can. You can argue, argue that they are doing a good job because they they absolutely are enjoying very good numbers in the stands. They've got, um, you, you know, they've one of the races they had to turn fans away and they had to ask people with a pit pass to leave the bleachers so they could get more general admission people in there. I mean, that's uh, that, it's an awesome problem to have. And uh, for those folks, my question to you is: Do you think? Maybe you don't know, but do you think that the paycheck is coming? Or, or it correlates with the riders nowadays th- that they there's way more butts in the seat than there were four years ago. Are the riders making the money that they deserve? I, I think it's gotten definitely closer
8: than what it was there for a period of time. I think, it you know, it went through its struggle for a period of time. You know, uh, look at road racing like you're saying. Road racing's got a little struggle going on right now. You Absolutely, know? they do. And, 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 I mean, it's just... You know, it's, it's the bikes. I think you know, with with Indian coming in with our stuff on the dirt track stuff, really, really helped it. Got a whole new avenue of people there. You know, I mean, when Honda pulled out of it when we were there, it sort of hurt us for a little bit. You know, and I mean, it's now you've got plenty of different brands going out there. You know, that are out there racing. You got you know, you know, four basically four different brands, and that's what you got to have. And and you know, dirt track racing when you watch it, it's a great show. It's, it's it's one of the best shows i mean you take somebody to a dirt track race for the first time and they see it and they're like oh my gosh this is awesome oh yeah nascar without truth.
6: bumpers nascar uh, without bumpers yeah
8: yeah and it's it's really did you know it's really been uh a good package you know it's just it's it's, it's just starting to really come through its air i think you know and and uh and you, you'll see i think in road racing that's going to come back it's just it gets different structures over time, and you just got to step back and and go with the up and down. You know, look at NASCAR right now. That's not, you know, they, four years ago they were knocking the doors down, and they're the same yeah. thing. Uh, they're going through a little uh, learning curve, and I don't know if it's a learning curve, but they're going through
7: a up and down. You know, and that's yeah. more of a down. It's, it's more of a down yeah. right now. But it's <laughs> a downward I mean, down no. spiral. Uh, Scott, I agree with you. Um, NASCAR has not you, Scott. Other Scott.
8: There you go.
7: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I agree with you that it's kind of an ebb and flow. And do you think that a lot of this is cyclic, like just kind of like a changing of I the do. seasons? I, it, it just kind of comes and goes. and every... I, I, I do. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, there's,
8: it, it's, here's one thing I always said. There's really no winner. I don't care if you're Harley-Davidson. I, I guess they're winners. But everybody, car-wise, car motorcycle-wise, you know what? One year Honda wins, the next year you know uh, Harley wins, the next year Kawasaki wins. Or if you go to NASCAR, it's the same thing. Toyota wins one year, then you know we, we, we change the rules to make it competitive for the people in the stands, and that that's what the show. Some people you know don't really agree with it, but the ticket is is you know you want people in the stands from both both dirt uh, track or from you know uh, whether you're talking cars or whether you're talking. Uh, motorcycle, you want you want all of them. Whether what kind of bike, whatever kind of bike you ride, you want them people there in the stands, with good. And and I think you know, I think with the Indian coming in with a few more manufacturers, you know, we know as well in, as it is that Harley, you know, at one time was the only thing there. You know, yeah, and uh, you know, it, it, it,
3: forever. So
8: you've got just yeah, you just got to select it You know, and and now right. you've got a bunch of manufacturers and the guy. The guy with the Yamaha can set up the and be as happy as the guy with the Harley, you know, or the guy with the, you know, Indian can sit there and, and, and go, you know, and, and, and back to the same cycle as is, is, uh, Charlie Davis is actually, you know, the dirt track side of it struggling a little bit, you know, but they'll get their act back together, and, and it'll all come together and, and roll from there.
6: Assuming they want yeah. to stay involved, which is really, uh, you know, a big component to any of the racing that we talk about is, there has to be a benefit for the OEM to make it worthwhile for them to be there. And, well, as
5: a manufacturer, you hear, man. you know, talking to any dealer, they're struggling. Yep. Selling Harley Davidsons, and they just come out with a new line, and you know, they're going a different direction, and and that's scary for for a manufacturer, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah,
8: it, it is. I mean, but they, you know, I mean, it's. I think. I think it's just, you know, it's just a back there cycle. You know, you're just going through a little bit of a cycle, and it'll all come around. And, you know, I mean. Uh, Harley's got such a strong name, and it, it's just really, you know, Indians has got a strong name. I mean, that's, you know, that sure. Indian's got a really strong name because, is, 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 you know, they've been around as long as Harley Davidson is, you know, and I mean, so, uh, I mean, they they've had their ups and downs, and you know, now they're having a little ups point. So, you know, it's one of the things you got to go, you got to go through the the, the learning curve, or, or however you want to say it, you know, it's it's just part of the cycle, I think.
5: So Scott, what are your obligations for the balance of the year with the racing season? We 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 see at some of the races. Yeah, we're all fired up. I'm going to be Grand Marshal at uh, Springfield in a couple couple weeks. Awesome. Uh,
8: really, really looking forward to that. You know, uh, it's always cool to just go down and, and see the uh, see the people and that uh, I hadn't seen and, and stuff like that. Uh, got that class of '79. I'm a part of that. That you. We raise a lot of money and and help any injured riders that get hurt. uh, Chaz Roberts has really been doing a great job at at promoting that. It's not really a promotion, it's really just help raise money, you know. And uh, I'm going to carry some trophies down there uh, that I've got. I've just recently moved and I've I've got a bunch of trophies. So I said, you know what? I'm going to donate these to the class of 79.
5: Oh, wow. Um, Oh, that's a great deal.
8: yeah, and, and you know, so somebody can go. Oh, I remember this race here. I want to buy that trophy there. You know, or or whatever. You know, I, I you know, so I'm gonna carry some stuff down there and, and help raise some right. You know, right. You know, raise some money for the injured riders.
1: When Scott was asked to sum up his career, say that one more time. I'm just collecting myself, Scott. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yep. I get a little emotional. Um, but when, when you were asked to sum up your career, some would have answered by citing records and, and accomplishments, and you, in fact, did not do that. Um, but you, what you talked about were the people that you met, the friends you made, and the career that was perhaps the greatest part of, your, of the reward, and that's, uh, that's your time spent. And uh, we'll respect that for always.
8: Yeah, I mean, it's just like you say. I've met so many people out on the road here at restaurants and this and that. And, and you know, that's the part that's the most awesomest part. Uh, we, we run into some friends that we know now uh, just through motorcycle racing that we hang out in, in Fort Myers. And this guy actually took and bought one of my steel shoes
1: oh.
9: uh,
8: back. Yeah, he bought one of my steel shoes back in 1998. He was—he he actually said he was stalking me on Facebook, and <laughs> we were at a local pub down there. And, and uh, you know, he—the uh, next thing you know, we're—we're we're great friends. And you know, I mean, and where did it come from? It come from motorcycle racing, right. you know. And and, and you know, uh, that's the the awesomest part of about the whole package. You know, it's just. Uh, it's been a lot of a lot of great things and a great memories.
1: Uh, sure. You know. That you, well, that you let's do across. this Let's do this uh, a little more often than once every two years, okay? Well, you call me anytime and Dude, uh, put you. it together. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, All right. Scott Parker's <laughs> been pay, our guest. We am going to pay some garage floors tomorrow. <laughs> <We've> got, <laughs> come down and pay mine.
8: Hey, uh, go. we've
1: got to go to commercial break. Top of the hour, staring us square in the face. Scott Casper, Tony wink and of course roman avila pj duran scotty parker's been our guest coming up next hour henry wiles and roger hayden why roger hayden well this is the end of the career of roger hayden he's going to say goodbye one more time but he's doing it with us on our which show which is great this is take D- excuse me this is pit pass motor racing weekly thanks for joining us for jack de leon leanne de leon our producers and of course chris bishop and all of you along the way. We appreciate you listening. Stay tuned. More from the Iowa State Fair. That's after this. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM 229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM 300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM 140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM 308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM 340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. We're for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going. Industry news, trends, the people involved.
4: I'm Ricky Carmichael. is Kevin Chlant. This is Josh Teemath. This is
1: Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. PJ Duran, Scott Casper, with you. We'll be rejoined by. Uh, by Roman Abita and, of course, Tony Wink. We are live at the Iowa State Fair. Cattlemen's, that's where we're at. Uh, rain coming down gently. This is a perfect
6: afternoon. It is. It uh, is
1: wonderful. For, for um, what is this, just a,
6: a beverage? A, just a lemonade? Fresh-squeezed Iowa State lemonade you uh, got that's there. what we talking about. That's exactly no what you sh- ordered. No sugar. No sugar in this.
1: Uh, you'd be in a straight
5: diabetic coma <laughs> if you have about six
6: of those. <laughs> mm. Well, let's thin them out with the good stuff.
5: I want to thank uh,
6: our number one guests, including Chris Carr and Scotty
1: Parker. I'm not sure what happened to Jay Springsteen, but I always try to look back at uh, at motorcycle racing, and most state fairs had flat track racing as a feature during the run of the fair. And Iowa State, of course, the big fair here was no different. Um, and now that the racetrack for the immediate future is gone, what we're trying to do is keep the memories
6: alive so we can keep the future. As I like to say, keep hope alive. 2012 was the last keep year they att- they attempted it in 2012. I actually entered that race, and we got rained out on the infield, unfortunately. Was
5: that a Matt George production? Yeah, or it or was.
6: Or was it? Uh, I, I believe it was, yeah. yes, because they gave uh, all of us racers who pre-registered and showed up. And we waited around, and there was a hopes that it was going to be a race. It just was too wet. Uh, we all got... Uh, entries free paid entries to knoxville which is how i ended up then running knoxville and oh, wow. later in 2012 now tony you, you've got a race
1: coming up here august 31st davenport iowa at the mississippi is it mississippi valley
5: Fair, fairgrounds yep. yeah 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 okay. so it's his 30th anniversary john parham from jp cycles who just recently passed about a year and a half ago um he uh, he started the event 30 years ago and then Pass the torch to, to Matt George and then Matt. Uh, I took the event over last year. Right. Been working with that event for a couple of years and this is where the board trackers come out and race and and uh, man, it's really cool. You see it was people a coming event. from great
6: event. Great event last year. People from all over the country.
5: All over the world. All yeah. over the There's world. Japanese.
6: Yeah I, saw, I, I, yeah, I saw a lot of Japanese folks with uh-huh. really nice cameras taking pictures in the swap meet and <laughs> uh-huh. in the pits. Yep. Yep. There was it's a it's lot pretty going neat. on
5: so uh it's it's a it's a pretty special event I'm, I'm pretty honored to be able to work with um with those guys that come out and they bring the three hundred thousand dollar um uh, board track harley davidsons from the early 20s in hopes to not throw them down the track
6: yeah they um, looked pretty
1: serious when they were racing though is there a website people can check this out at? uh
5: we just run on facebook and okay. and uh i do have a, a website that's riversideraceway.net and that has pre-registration that kind of thing and Dates and times and stuff, and it's it's in conjunction with Chief Blackhawk um, Swap Meet. Right. And so that's that's been going on forever, and they have they have about fifteen thousand people that come world's through the
6: world's largest vintage swap meet. It's it motorcycle. is. Yeah. World's yep. largest yep. vintage motorcycle swap meet. Yeah,
5: and it's the same weekend as Springfield, so uh, traditionally people will will uh, do uh, both, right? Do both, yeah, because it's a couple hours away from Springfield, so <laughs> they'll go to Davenport and watch the races or race on Friday and then into Friday night, and then uh, they'll pack up and leave that night or the next morning early and get to Springfield and and do it all over again. Now,
1: will Henry Wiles be at your event, or will he be at Springfield? (laughs) He'll be at Springfield. Okay, because there's big money at Springfield. He joins us now, does Henry Wiles. Henry, there is so little space between you and Chris Carr uh, when it comes to the record books. Do you feel the pressure, my brother?
11: Ah, No. (laughs) Not <laughs> really. I think, actually, Chris
3: probably
6: got my butt kicked. So, so. Oh, I don't think so. We, uh, we're we fans of you both, Henry, but uh, you, I mean, you belong in the same conversation, uh, particularly when we're talking about Peoria. You have a very sure. long and illustrious flat track career. You've been uh, at the very sharp end of our American Flat Track Series for a long time.
11: Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's been uh, a Great ride, for sure. I've been very blessed to have the career I've had. Um, You know, pretty minimal on the injuries, and I've, yeah, the Peoria thing is awesome. Won a lot of TTs there, and, you know, at some of the other races, and uh, wins are looking a lot better than they have for me in the past, so trying to win some more, but it's, uh,
4: it's tough.
6: Yeah, Mr. Meese is not going to just hand out uh, the, the or hand off the first place trophies. You've got to go uh, go take them from him, right? At this point, and you're the guy that's the closest to doing it. Uh, if you look at the scoreboard, you're the guy who's most consistently been, uh, you know, over the course of this season. And then we got what five events left this year.
3: Well,
11: definitely, it's it's doable, but, you know, he's uh, he's on his game right now. He's done a lot of testing. He's went through a lot more parts and pieces than I have. Um, You know, I didn't start really, and it's my own fault, but I didn't really get on the bike until April and just, you know.
5: Henry, uh, Peoria is... And you're, you're breaking up a little bit, Henry. I don't know if you're in a bad spot or, or if it's on our end, but um, it's not on our end. Okay. you
6: hear me better now?
5: Can you hear me now?
6: Yeah, that was better. Hey,
5: all right. Uh, your, uh, your record, obviously, at Peoria, we, we talk about it every year, whether you're on the show or not. Uh, <laughs> uh, last year we saw a different track. We saw, you know, basically, obviously just the jump was, was different. It, uh, it had it, – it looked – it appeared to have zero effect on you. We were down there after the long straight, sitting in that corner, up, actually up on the hill, uh, closest to the beer stand as I could get.
6: Yep. <laughs> and
5: uh, – but, but the uh, – you know, there was a pothole, and we talked about it on the show. There was a pothole that everybody yeah. hit but Henry Wiles, and, and, and I'm like, is it just because his bike is set up so much better – or what is it? Because you just seem to go, I mean, like a half inch and you were around the thing. Everybody else, they just jarred them every time they went into that corner. And it wasn't just that corner. It was all the way around the track. Uh, it just really looked like you had a better setup and a better um, you know race,
6: line. Better better race, race line, line
5: everywhere. And we talked to Chris Carr earlier in the program today. And he's talking about, uh, you know, we said what happens with Henry Wiles. And he said it's, it's totally up to Henry Wiles almost no matter what the setup is. Basically, it's it's all mental for you. When you walk down that hill, it's how you feel. And if you have any shade of doubt, you know that's that's when you're, you you uh, you start to uh, let people creep in as far as competition-wise. How do you feel going into Peoria? Uh,
10: I feel good. I feel
11: like normal.
5: you Yeah. Know? Uh,
11: there's no doubt here. You know, I I've, I've done all I can on my end as far as being scared mentally, physically, uh, myself, we've, uh, got new parts, pieces for the motorcycle and, um, you know, everything, everything's going well, you know, I, I don't, uh, Chris, he might view it a little bit differently than I do, but I understand exactly what he's saying and what you're saying, um, but I, uh, I, I think, I show up ready to do my job, and um, sometimes things don't always go right. You know, like at Buffalo ship I think I could have won that race, but I really a little off the start, and that caused me not to get a very good start. got jammed up in the first corner, tried to make a pass, made one pass, and ran into the guy in front of him, so... (laughs) I don't think there will be that same type of thing going on at Peoria, but you never know what happens. You know, it's, it's racing, and that's why you line up and race. Guys can make mistakes, but I think uh, I've, I've made mine, and it ticked it me off a little bit, so I'm moving forward and
6: ready to, like I say, do my job. Henry, you're, the guy, you're one of the guys who uh... – it, you know you're riding the Indian you have an Indian but you've ridden other bikes are you riding the Indian at Peoria I'm assuming your answer is going to be yes but you know you've you've really done well <laughs> on just about everything you've ridden
11: uh, yeah I've, I've, like I said I feel really fortunate to have had the motorcycles capable to the win there in the past and thankfully there was you know no mechanical failure failures uh, flat tires or anything like that so I'm actually riding the uh, Wilson Industries, Willie Bill Kawasaki. Um, That was the plan at the beginning of the year. Those guys stuck behind me last year and this year and really been a major part of my program with Mad Dog Racing. and uh, Wilco Racing stepped up this year with the Indians, and we've been riding those on the oval tracks, miles and a half miles. And Brian Bigelow, he really came on board and has, you know, really helped me out to, you know, try to get these bikes piled in along with C C D suspension on them. So there's a lot of things that are are going on and, and are really going well right now. But, you know, as far as theoria goes, we've got, uh, you know, the Kawasaki ready to go.
7: <clears throat> Henry, do you think that, you were i mean do you think that you have that just that perfect feel with that bike i mean do you think you'd gel with that bike at pura better i mean is it the setup Uh, because last year you rode the same bike right or the same yeah so you're kind of got that bike dialed then is that what we're kind of getting at here
10: well i
11: think yeah it's a a good motorcycle there's no doubt about that and like i said the the main reason I'm riding that over the Indian is not because the Indian is capable, but because I had no intention of riding that. You know, when I started the year, I went to Daytona on the Bill Kalisaki and got a third on that. I still hadn't rode Indian at that point. You know, it sent uh it, it was a lot on me to, you know, pull everything together and make it happen with the Indians. And, you know, it, it was a lot to Roland, but since it got Roland, things were going well. But, you know, I had already previously made commitments commitment to five style hockey, which I'm honor, not because I'm a fan of the guy, but also the- oh, yeah.
6: Henry, you're breaking up a bit on us. Uh, can you still, are you still there with us? Yeah, can you hear
11: me? I'm yep. about that. I didn't know would happen.
6: It's
5: not challenging enough when we're running on, a, <laughs> yeah. a, 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 doing a remote from the Cattleman's Beef Quarters at the Iowa State at Fair. At the Iowa
6: State Fair in the outdoors. Yeah,
5: we got to have the old uh, uh, cell phone. drop But we out got you well.
6: back. We got you back now. So, Henry, you're... And I only continue to bring this up because you're kind of a a rarity in the sport, at least at this moment, to have, essentially, you have multiple steeds in your garage, and you get to choose, um, either with your sponsors or through your own selection process, which bike you want to use, and I think it's an ideal way to go. Of course, I'm sure it presents some challenges getting sponsors to say, I'm willing to let you ride (laughs) this bike here and that bike there, but I mean... I would think, uh, it was since we talked to you earlier in the year and you said this was going to be the case, I always thought there was a chance this could be a real advantage for a racer if you can keep everybody happy, right? That's the real challenge? Yeah, you're
11: absolutely right. You know, there's you got to keep people happy. But the other part that's a little bit of a challenge is if you're really not doing your homework, um, if you haven't sold the bike since, march which wasn't the case for us but um it's possible that didn't ride the bike till march and oh you got you're going to get on it again in august well other guys have been riding their same bike that they've been riding all year so uh they're they're used to and know exactly what's going to happen when they jump on the other one
6: well that's uh again I, i My hat's off to you. It's a first, and I think it adds an, an interesting dimension to the to the racing and and to the series. And I would think might open up some other uh, privateers, at least, or uh, less than factory-sponsored guys' eyes to the opportunity that uh, you know maybe there is something that's I'll, a little better.
5: I want to ask a question. Uh, we talked about this with with Scotty Parker, and, and I said, "What do you think?" and and uh, he thought he thought yes. But I want to ask you with the with the crowds that we're seeing at the AFT races, they're really doing a good job of packing the seats in there. I mean, we they they're talking about how they had to turn people away this year, which has never happened. Probably. Um, d- d- is the paycheck that you deserve the paycheck that you guys deserve? Cause you are the show and I, and I, I run races, so I better be careful what I say here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> promoter. Yeah. yeah no, I didn't use the word promoter. Um, but uh, is the paycheck coming for you guys? I mean, is it, is it, is it uh, coming up as the crowds come up and that kind of thing? I know it, it doesn't happen overnight, but are you guys getting the money you deserve? Because I know it's been, it's been light for a long time.
11: Right. Well, um, I guess I'm going to be a little candid with you and also a little politically correct. But to be quite honest, I agree, and I do think that, yes, the crowds are better Um, there's, there's a lot of new people, you know, I mean, there's 3,000 people that show up and there's the same 3,000 people that show up, you know, you start seeing a lot of, uh, the same faces, but, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of new people. I talked to a ton of people that come through the pits and, and, you know, they're so stoked about dirt track and it's like, it's like they didn't know about it for well, that that's TV. Right. everything it's it's like oh hey man this
6: is awesome <laughs> yeah it's, that's you know, it's a good deal the x games really i think got in front of at least some people who'd never seen it for better or worse it's the
5: original extreme sport we haven't worn that out yet enough on the show i guess but <laughs> um but it is i mean it's it's True. uh
6: dirt track racing
5: has been around forever and and um you know and you say you're going to be candid you always are, and it's always fun having you on, Henry. And and uh, you know, one of my favorite interviews with you is uh, was last year or the year before. I don't recall. I think two years ago, and it was right here from the Iowa State Fair. We were in Crystal Studios, um, but it was just just because you. It was right before Peoria, and you are always just uh, really um, confident going into that race. And I everybody loves a confident racer, so. Um, and I certainly do. So I, we wish you the best at Peoria and Springfield in the balance of the season. And and uh, put her put her right on top of the box again at Peoria, will you?
11: Thanks. I appreciate that. The candid part I was going to say was, no, I'm not getting paid what I
6: <laughs> Yeah, that's what yeah. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to give you the chance to say it, yeah. though. Yeah.
11: But no, I, I mean, a lot of that I think, you know, you're in control of your own destiny as well.
5: I think it's an opportunity oh. for for some agents to get involved with dirt track racers and 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 really get in front of some people and, and now AFT has the numbers to show that that uh, there there is some interest and yep. there's a lot of fans so uh, hopefully, we can, yeah, hopefully we yeah hopefully you guys can continue to as they continue to grow the st- sport you can grow your wallet because you d- you guys really deserve it.
11: I couldn't agree more.
5: All right, Henry Wiles has been our guest. We're going to take a break. We are at the Iowa. State Fair,
1: Yeah, Iowa State Fair. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite places to be, Scott. It really is. Dude, I have a you just set up. light up.
5: Dude, I can't. I'm going to have – I've only had like 9,000 calories so far today. I'm headed for the Pickle Dogs. And then there's another new stuff well, pickle no, popper I thing. Well, we've got some work
1: to do before we release you to the Pickle Dog people. Uh-huh. Uh, Roger Hayden. Roger Lee is coming up. Big deal. Uh, yeah, it's, it is a huge deal. Yeah. And we're also going to have on uh, a gentleman that uh, – David Briarley, who's uh, from Electronic Engineering, but is uh, also the boss of the Central Iowa Railroad Club, which is right next door. Oh, they
5: have the thing right next to Snakes a, Alive. A
1: huge display. Yeah. Huge display. And I know our good friends, Vain Bonnie, have done uh, live shows there as well. But uh, I think it's always kind of important to take a look at how we used to have fun and how we can have fun again. Stay tuned. This is America's Motor Racing Talk Show. This is Pit Pass. All right. This is Jeff Gibbs, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber!
0: no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddicts.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days.
1: It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Race Tech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, You, too, can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com.
5: America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO.
0: If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hickland Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived yamaha wr250r featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design whatever your budget or riding style yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you for more visit yamahamotorsports.com today then visit Hicklin power sports and grimes to see the new 2017 models from yamaha the first name in dual sports dress properly for your ride with a helmet eye protection long sleeves long pants gloves and boots do not drink and ride it's illegal and dangerous don't wait. Wait another
5: minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946.
4: Hey, this is Jake Holden. Watch out for
1: the jake number 59. All right, welcome back. As we come to you live from the great Iowa State Fair, this is an annual tradition for us. Uh, sure, we make a lot of money doing the show. <laughs> yeah, but being out here so fair, lucrative. We, we've, been, we've been booted out of the Clear Channel Studios, or what is now known as the iHeart Studios. Uh, because they're doing other programs. So Only
6: because there wasn't a playground available for us to That's do it, it from.
1: That's it. But where are we at? We're at the Cattleman's Beef Quarters.
6: Oh, Cattleman's.
1: And uh, did we get anything for free tonight for sandwiches or anything? No eats.
5: Uh, Roman, I, Roman did. I did he, hook you up. Because he was in the Army.
1: I did hook you up with uh, I got nothing. a, a trade. Uh, and you're going to get a free tour. Of the, uh, the Railroad Museum, which is right next door to us, much to my surprise.
5: Well, hairball's going on now, so I'm going to have to
1: oh, you've got I'm have to.
5: get the cash equivalent to that railroad thing, because I'm going to hairball. <laughs> two,
1: two, two, two bucks. Two
5: bucks. I'll take it. Is that what... I want my two dollars.
1: All right. All right. Welcome back to the show. Hey, it was uh, announced just uh, a couple weeks ago, and we kind of knew this, but... Um, I didn't. We... I, I didn't want to face it, okay? The last Hayden... In uh, in motorcycle racing has announced his retirement. I'm t- talking, of course, about our buddy Roger Lee, and uh, it's been confirmed by Roger, and, and he knows how we feel about him and his family. And he joins us now. Does Roger? Hey, how's it going? I'm sorry, dude.
5: Man, I... Roger, what a what a uh, what an honor to have you on over the years. And we've you know we've had <clears throat> all of your brothers on, and and uh, this is. This is something that I didn't even think about. Um, obviously, it's been on your your mind for a while, and and uh, you've been racing your entire life, you know, since a child. And and uh, you, you know, maybe it's you, like you said in the press release, it's time time to move on into the next chapter. So, first off, congratulations on what a career, such a great career. Yeah,
10: thanks. Uh, definitely something that I've thought about for uh, for a long time, and just you never know when the, the right time is. And, uh, you know, I talked a lot with my, with my dad and stuff. And, you know, I've been struggling on the track a little bit this year as well. And, uh, you know, sometimes just don't like to take care, chances that I used to not mind to take. And just started thinking about uh, my career and where I was at, what I wanted to do in life. And, uh, decided it was um time to move on and uh you know my plan I still love racing I mean it's still what I'm all about you know that's not uh I don't want to get away from racing I just want to retire from the racing part I still hope to come to the races still hope to you know promote the sport stay involved and uh so hopefully something comes my way where I can stay involved and still go to races and still hang out with the fans and, uh, still get back and still
6: promote it. Roger, uh, given your, uh, again, amazing career, a good portion of, uh, the early part of it was a flat tracker and even through the, the middle of it. And as we're having a somewhat of a flat track focused event tonight, have, uh, anybody, uh, has anybody from the flat track world, a la Chris Carr or the likes, uh, reached out to you because man your presence there would could only be a a, a huge benefit i think and as you're i'm sure still quite possibly very competitive on a flat tracker
10: no actually uh not at all to be quite honest so uh i didn't i didn't respect to either but i guess because i haven't did it in some long, but i do it a lot it's the uh out at jd beach's house and stuff and nobody's contacted me from uh, from flat track
6: well i i find that uh they should they, they really should i mean your <laughs> your family not uh, you, you certainly but your family has been uh you know introduced a lot of people who maybe were only into road racing a lot of people paid attention to flat track because the haydens went out and did it uh your, your influence on the f- sport of flat track has been immense, uh, as it has been in road racing. I'm sure there's going to be something open for you, and I guess congratulations for an order. You're uh, you're uh, starting a new uh, a new family. Is that right, Roger? Did we get that straight?
10: Well, yeah, I went to, um sooner than later. You know, I'm 35, my wife is, uh, is 35, and I would like to uh, just take... A little time uh, to travel, me and her, and and, uh, and then start a family. And for me, racing is – I'm really selfish when it comes to my racing. Um, I don't take trips during the season. I don't uh, – we don't go anywhere for weekends and stuff like that because it's always training. If I'm not training, I want to make sure I'm recovering, to the, or recovering for the next week. So uh, – it was it's something I did all the time, and uh never really get to go out and do a lot of uh just normal stuff, I guess you would say so uh that that has something to do with it but yeah our, our family is uh hopefully very high up on the, the retirement list you know I say that because it would be hard for me to you know have a kid and raise because one, I'm crazy about kids, and then I would be not wanting it to be crying and keeping me up. I've been training all day and all that
7: stuff. So that, that, it
10: happens. kids do. Right, Tony? I, uh, Let me I tell I you something, Rog. That, uh, <laughs> I would be, be missing the kid while I was gone and stuff, so I thought it was best to wait. And now at the age of I'll be 36 uh, next May, and my wife is like the exact same age as me. So, uh, Boy, she's hot
5: too. She's a good-looking different. woman, buddy. You got a good-looking yes. wife. Congratulations. Well, I appreciate that. I saw her at the uh, AIM Expo a few years back, and I was like, Whoo! "Who? Who's that woman? Nah. It was your wife." <laughs> well, she wasn't your wife at the time, but.
7: Not the creepy.
5: Um, yeah, not to sound like a jerk, but uh, I want to tell you this too. If, even if you're not a professional athlete or a professional road racer, your kids crying and keeping you awake all night—it sucks no matter what. Uh, you don't have yeah, to be a pro road racer to I, yeah. to uh,
7: dislike that. It sucks. I've been there. R- R- Roger, Tony's uh, 41, <laughs> and you know what
5: I did? Yeah. I bought a bigger house when that happened, yeah. so I didn't yeah, go did. the other side.
7: <laughs> so Tony's 41, he's got a three-year-old, so almost four. So yep. He's he uh, got plenty of time, dude. He understands.
5: Yeah. But but, but her mom is 35, and she, she had her 33, so it's time, sure. Roger. I get it. It's yeah. I think it's. Um, Uh, so the, the, uh, can we talk about the series a little bit? There's a few races left, couple, what, three, three races left? Two races? Yeah. Three. Uh, Three races. Okay. After Sonoma. Right. So, um, we've been talking about flat track and we wanted to have you on because obviously because the announcement, but the flat track, this, this whole show has been geared towards flat track and, and, uh, we've had Chris Carr and Scotty Parker and, and, uh, you know, Henry Wiles on and, and we're talking about the, the success of aft right now and you know they're turning away people um motor america is uh for all the things they're doing right they're still struggling a little bit it sounds like what's your take on that on the crowds and the and the money that's coming into to uh road racing right now uh yeah you know road racing is still
10: i mean not where it was uh years ago but it's definitely it's definitely on the rise for sure. Ticket sales was up uh, at Infineon this week by 30% compared oh, to last
5: year. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, huge. So, uh, yeah.
10: that, for goodness sake, had a, a huge crowd. So, uh, they're, Moto America is doing a lot of stuff to uh, really make it more family stuff to do. Um, one race they brought in, Tony Hawk. Another race they had, Connor. Yeah. This week they had a carnival in the pit, so you get you know two events really for the price of one, and I think that's uh, that's helped a lot. And uh, is it where they want it to be? Not yet, but uh, everybody's working working hard at it, and uh, yeah, everything is still still uh, moving in the right direction in, in road racing. So uh, hopefully, that's one reason I want to. Stay involved in, in road racing, uh, just to help keep promoting it and keep pushing the sport because uh, I love it. So hopefully I can still uh, stay, you know, stay more involved in, in that area moving forward.
7: So Roger, are you, I, I'm sure you're going to keep training guys. Are you guys going to keep that portion of the uh, of the Hayden thing going? Are you guys going to train people, or what do you think's that- going to happen there?
10: I definitely want to work with some riders, uh, especially we have a lot in this area. And, uh, you know, J.D. Beach's house now, he kind of has – he bought a farm and stuff, and he has more trucks, or he has trucks that we ride a lot more now than probably our house just because it's closer and uh, he's younger, he's more active with it. So I enjoy – riding with those guys and training with them and give them advice and stuff. So, yeah, I plan on keep working with, uh, with kids, you know, the right opportunity and comes along, maybe just take one, you know, just be one-on-one with, uh, with somebody. So, uh, we'll see what the, uh, the future holds, but I definitely still plan on training and helping the, the local kids out for
6: sure. Roger, it really seemed like this year, uh, Started off good for your for your entire team, both you and Tony, um, and it looked like your bikes were really competitive. And not to say uh, that they've gone backwards by any means, but it just looks like maybe the Yamaha guys have figured something out here in the last couple races that have given them a slight advantage. I mean, are you feeling that, or is it down to some other circumstance that maybe as a spectator we're not seeing?
10: I think right now Cameron is just riding really, really good. Uh, he's, he came into the season. He's uh, in the best shape that he's ever been in. He's really fit. He's really focused. And he's really talented. And he's set his game up
6: a lot. Yep. So he, he's the just the guy to beat.
10: He's just the guy to beat right now. And uh, so I don't think it has – anything to do with that Yamaha found anything because, you know, Tony's still getting second and, you know, the other Yamaha guys, you know, missed the podium both races. This weekend. So you can't face the bike. I just think that uh, they have a good team, obviously, but I think Cameron is just really now and, uh, you know, really riding well.
6: Well, you've had a you've had a good year, Roger. I'm sure it hasn't been up to your uh, wishes, particularly as as the end of your it, now as, as we know the end of your career. But man, I, I can't wait to watch your race. I'm going to be at Barber. Can't wait to watch uh, the end of your uh, the the era that has been your racing career because you've been spectacular to watch, man. Uh, it's it's been wonderful.
10: Well, thanks. I really appreciate it. Uh... You know, I appreciate all the support over the years and uh, hope with, you know, like I've said, hopefully this isn't like, you know, I'm not hoping to just ride off into the sunset. So hopefully
6: I'm still involved, still
10: see me around, just not uh,
6: lining up on the grid. And where, where where's the first place you're off to with your wife? You, you're finally going to not have to report to a, a bicycle at 530 in the morning. Where are you taking <laughs> her to straight away?
10: Well, we, uh, our family and some of our buddies always take a trip to, to Florida, uh, right after the season. And I always take my bicycle anyways just because I, <laughs> I like it. But we have our honeymoon we haven't taken yet. So we're going to go somewhere really cool for that. Um, I'm not sure where, like maybe Fiji or somewhere.
3: Ooh, so,
10: somewhere nice. like that. Um my sister lives in, Utah, I've never went to go see her before and her kids, so I want to go do that. Uh,
6: Wait for winter, think, then you can get some snowboarding in when you're out there. Yeah,
10: exactly. I want to go to uh, the Smoky Mountains and run a cabin and just do stuff like that and enjoy it. Uh, then I've been going to races. I've been my whole summer since I was nine years old and been training and racing or getting ready for the for the next one so i'm excited to experience what summer is
5: <laughs>
6: yeah besides, that's
7: that's besides a weird thing besides, yeah, besides racing thing. Yeah, yeah that's that's something maybe enjoy some state fairs
5: hey you yeah, know what you not- could
7: do you get real fat like us and eat corn dogs <laughs> and all kinds of stuff man it's awesome Pork belly on a stick
5: or hey you know what you ought to do you ought to finally come ride rag in iowa do you know what that is no idea. It's the great bicycle ride across it Iowa. Just
6: right? wrapped up. It's actually uh, internationally yeah. famous. They ride from uh, we got rivers on each side of the state. They ride from the Missouri to the Mississippi every year, and it's 15 to 20,000 bicyclists ride uh, anywhere from 60 to 110 miles a day. So
5: like Lance Armstrongs.
6: Yeah, he yeah. comes it's, every
5: year. It's it's
6: a big international T- bicycle T- event. T- it's Tony a big party. Wink. But Tony it's Wink a lot of Tony Wink rides it.
5: Tony Wink rides it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, everybody.
7: Yeah, he's <laughs> famous.
5: Yeah yeah well Roger again congratulations on on Thank such an outstanding career and, and way to go to, to end it on your terms man with some class appreciate it well thanks and I appreciate it
6: we come back on ever <laughs> when we he find works. out what he's doing next we're gonna we <laughs> hope you'll come back when we know what you, what the next chapter <laughs> yeah. is That's may, right I hope so. he may be a writer and there'll be a lot of
1: chapters huh. so Anyway, Roger Lee Hayden, thank you so much, uh, brother. Appreciate that. When we come back, a little more from the Iowa State Fair. We've got about another uh, 18 minutes or so to the top of the hour. You're listening to Pit Pass. Stay tuned. More after this. This is Davey Coombs, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
0: With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. WiseCo now offers a full line of quality
1: performance products including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At WiseCo, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, WiseCo has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno
0: 1460
1: KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles, off-road and on? Well, visit Hickland Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple to ride, electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R. Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickman Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickland Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out.
0: Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook.
6: This is Chris Keith McNeil. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. In it to win it.
1: All right, welcome back uh, to the show. It is uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly as we come to you live from the great Iowa State Fair. And uh, it's kind of a tradition for us, Tony, to do this show. Um, And uh, we've been able to talk some flat track, even in the absence of a racetrack. But sitting outside the Cattleman's uh, Restaurant here, um, Cattleman's Beef Quarters, I I, I looked to my right and it said, uh, it said trades." It said It's a model train layout exhibit. No way. How am I coming to the fair? What is that? Well, that's why I brought on our next guest, David Brierley, joins us. David, how are you? Very
2: good. Thank you, sir.
1: Tell tell our listeners what they can see for two bucks, okay? What they can see, what they can enjoy, that even I, after all these years of broadcasting at the fair, was not even aware of.
2: Well, this is a huge HO model railroad. What's HO mean? HO is half O scale from the Lionel size, which was O scale. Right. The producers made one about half that size, and that is your HO. That's what I had when I was a kid then. Yep, they're one to eighty-seven is the scale. Very, wow.
1: very, very collectible, um, and, and exceedingly powerful little engines. The little. Uh, very much so. Yeah.
2: They were pulling trains. We can pull trains that are 28 cars
1: long easily around this layout so this is one of those you know little secrets of the fair that it doesn't have to be the giant slide although it is literally in the shadow of the giant slide but uh, so you can kind of get an idea where it's at on the grounds of the iowa state fair it's between the giant slide and cattleman's beef quarters Um, but it's it's something that you can show your kids and show you listen all ages I collected trains as a kid I had a a music professor who taught me how to play trombone that was also a collector the shelves of his basement walls were nothing but trains engines etc and I tell you what it was always fun to go take a lesson from uh, from him because I got to see his train layout as well so I was noticing when you and I were talking inside that there are other guys inside the exhibit now now are they called engineers or what are we call them engineers
2: yes this is a model railroad club that's been on the fairgrounds since 1984 and we moved into this current building in 2006 so we've had 13 fairs in 12 years to build what you see today wow so
5: when i was a a little kid um gracie was like a grandma my best friend when i was a little kid um she had a, a little toy train and she put oil in it and it would puff smoke
1: and (laughs) I, puffer
5: man and i probably had they she probably gave it to me and i lost it and ruined it like i did everything else what are those little trains worth that are that were you know this would have been in the early 80s and it who knows how old it was then
2: right well you used to be able to buy engines for like 20 dollars, but now they're about $200 Two hundred to three hundred dollars. Well, there's a new control system that's digital, and we call that digital command control, or DCC for short. And now with sound-equipped locomotives that can blow the horn and ring the bell, and they have the brake
1: squeal and the coupler smash. Oh,
2: really? That's sweet. All those sounds in them, and they're a little more expensive.
1: Huh. So there are collectors out there that will pay literally thousands of dollars for. Hard to come by uh, trains that perhaps may be from the 40s or 50s or 60s, Lionel. What are some of the other brands besides Lionel that are collectible? Well, we have Athern and Roundhouse, and
2: a lot of Proto or Walther's is a very big distributor of model trains.
1: Okay. Now, I've, I've been to a lot of toy museums in my life. Of course, Dyersville, uh, the home of uh, great perhaps the greatest toy museum i've ever been uh, been to and then and they specialize in things that are very um detailed okay yes. some of the more detailed trains are made by lionel right
2: they are lionel didn't make too many trains in the ho scale they did make some okay but they were starter sets for younger kids those kind of things that we can give to the kids and they can have all sorts of fun and all sorts of train wrecks right. <laughs> but those usually don't last until their
1: adult years mm-hmm. there was a train at at uh, a park that has not gone it's called riverview park if you recall there's an actual train that a guy could get on and pull around the uh, the park and somebody told me that it was sold and consumed by a guy in waukee iowa now, i don't know what you know about this train but walt disney had a scale train that he, too, would ride around his yard. Um, I, I don't know what those trains are worth as far as money goes, but i got to believe it's a lot of money.
2: Walt was a huge train then. Yeah. And these amusement park trains, they used to use the steam engines, just like the real days. They had the water and the steam and the boiler. That, okay. But that ended when they stopped selling industrial Coke, which was Coke briquettes. Unlike charcoal, Coke is a byproduct of coal that's had the volatile substance removed from okay. it in coke ovens.
1: They use it for steel production. And which is, uh, they said, uh, I think Billy Joel talks about that in a song. He said they've removed all the coke from the ground.
2: I think it's
5: a different kind of no, coke, No, no, maybe. no.
1: He, he was talking about... Because, <laughs>
5: uh, I mean... Uh,
1: <laughs> well. Listen to you being funny. Uh, no, no, that's exactly what he was talking about. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, so, anyway, our guest, yes. uh, a little off track for us, if you will. Uh, a little off bit. track.
5: It's okay. Uh, it's cool. Uh, you know what? You know what amazes me? What is? This wasn't planned. No. You you showed you showed up with this card and yeah. I and I go what is that and he said we're going to do the little thing at the end of the show. Yeah. Perfect. You know names. You know brand names of trains. Right. You have it's the, the the vast knowledge of so many different random things from yeah. Scott Casper, always amazes me well, it's because okay. you have i mean you just okay you retain more about trains than i do probably anything it's and i don't even it's just but it, it was a passion
1: when i was growing up okay and the thing is we never had room to do a, a gigantic layout like you guys do how often does your the track layout or your, your the communities that you serve how how often does that change well this club like i
2: said has been here since 2006 and we meet every week okay. all through the year and uh the guys are down here, and, of course, the fair starts coming, and it's like the deadline. Oh. <laughs> we have to finish our project. So you change the track every year? We change details, uh-huh. but not the track. The track I see. is pretty permanent. We I see. glue that down with little tiny ballast, which is rock. Do you get a lot of
5: brat kids that come in and want to touch everything, and you have they to can. smack their hand? Do you have, they, like, they, a, a glass. ruler? Oh, there's glass. Okay, the so I'm going to go and
2: check it out in a wonderful. Bit. Some of our <laughs> biggest fans are about, you know, yay high. And they're, they come in their eyes are big as saucers when they look in there. Don't so, even look at it, kid. We tell Keep the, moving. We tell the kids, we know that you'll be good and you won't touch anything, <laughs> but you watch those adults. And we're pointing at their parents. Of course. <laughs> it's awesome. Make sure they don't touch anything.
1: Okay, so again, um, just think about where the giant slide is on the grounds of the Iowa State Fair. And then between the the giant slide and uh, the cattleman's beef quarters, as a matter of fact, it even says that. On the cart,
5: right next to Snakes Alive.
1: Snakes Alive, which is I will never—it never's never
5: a long time. The same building. I will never go in there. Yes. Is there
1: a favorite train for you? And is it—is it a steam engine? Is it a elect—what uh, uh, do they call them? Diesel. Well, the Santa diesel electric. Yeah.
2: Santa Fe was my favorite railroad. Why? And they were just symbolic of the Southwest. Mm-hmm. And they ran through just the corner of Iowa down by Madison.
1: Okay. Uh, for there, there is a train ride I want to do and I believe it starts in Oregon and you probably know this and I may be wrong but I believe it starts in Oregon and goes down the West Coast and it's only it's, it's like 300 bucks to, to take the, the and and the, and the you're sitting in these cars that are partially made of glass and it's a it's it's purely for uh, uh, to view nature's beauty Okay that could be the coast star- starlight Okay, so you knew what I, what I was talking about, sure. but it is a train a train ride that if you have never ever taken a, a train ride for uh, beauty and, and to view nature, that is the train ride, correct? They're wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And there's another one that goes across uh, from from uh, all, all across Canada that I understand is very nice as well. Uh,
2: the Via Rail Canada, the Canadian train.
1: Okay. From coast to coast. Okay. And some of them obviously uh, take longer, and you can. S- I like the idea of sleeping on a train, mm-hmm. okay, being rocked gently to sleep, or in my case, violently. <laughs> Depends just, on
2: how good the track is, right?
1: The old Pullman cars. I was watching a special on public television, and they were talking about Pullman railroad cars, how well they were made, and they were made much like a Cadillac car, uh, just every attention to detail. And, and a lot of it went uh, to the, 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 the final process or the final experience for the, the passenger in that they felt like they were in the lap of luxury.
2: It was, and the level of service was something to behold. Right.
1: And it's not just, it wasn't just, I mean, they had full kitchens. They had
2: the dining car yeah. and staff and their own china, and that's very collectible stuff these days I is bet, that railroad yeah. china.
1: Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, there's linens and... Uh, Every
2: bit of railroad history is collectible. Hmm. Lanterns, locks,
1: you you name it.
2: How can people be in touch with you? How can they join? Well, we're here year-round at the State Fair, and we just ask if people are interested. Um, The first introduction they usually get is during our open houses, which are on the last Friday of every month, about 7 o'clock. Okay. We run from 7 to 9 and it's a free open house. Okay. And usually the fairgrounds is open the rest of the year. A lot of people don't know that. They can just come in and park. We're on Walnut Street, like you said, between Cattlemans and sure. the Giant Slide. Come find us and watch your open house or come down on a Tuesday night if you're serious about joining. And somebody'll a- let you in. It might have to knock on the door. Is there
5: an initiation so or anything? You have to you don't have to like
2: you might have to bring
5: cookies or treats. <laughs> I was thinking like you don't have to shank anybody or anything like that. Dave. no more of a cookie. Okay, By the way, yeah, this is this, this is, is called your like,
1: radio hookup for for the, the for your race tracks and events. Oh, really? electronic engineering.
5: Yep. Oh, I think I use them, actually.
2: Oh,
1: okay.
5: I, that's do, right. actually. Yeah, I do, actually. Well, yeah, I do. All the
2: radio. And I I've pay my bill, believe it or not. Over 40 years. Wow. So I knew a lot of people in the day. That's and the Clark family. Radio, and that's right. Clark yeah. family. That's who,
5: I, that's who I went through for the Davenport race last year. So oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: those were quality radios.
5: They were what better than be the ones doing I this had.
1: Year? Motorola is known as the Cadillac of the industry. It it, it most definitely is. Uh, I've sold a lot of Motorola uh, cell phones. I've
2: lost a lot in the mud. They made the first car radio, Elmer Wavering and Bill Lear,
1: who designed
2: everything, including 8-track tapes, and then he was an aviation pioneer, and he designed instruments, and finally he designed the Lear Jet. And you thought that I
1: had knowledge that most people would always forget. No, 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 David's got me beat. David, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you, appreciate sir.
1: It. Find them here again between the Giant Slide and uh, Cattleman's Beef Quarters, folks. And it is the Central Iowa Railroad Club. Kind of a fun thing, just, uh, yeah, okay. I'm a guilty pleasure for me, and that's okay. It's good. But, David, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, and, so and tell uh, the rest of uh, the membership uh, we said hello. We're going to send it. it to break uh, a little bit early, Jack. So if you're ready, you got it from here. That, that'll do it for us live from the Iowa State Fair. It's always fun to spend a little uh, extra quality time with Tony Wink. Thank you, Tony. And, uh, also, and and it's been fun having John Sellers wait on us for two hours. P.J. Yeah. Duran, how about that? And, of course, uh, Roman Avila. He's already gone. But we appreciate you listening to this very special show, this very special edition. Uh, enjoyed the conversation with Chris Carr, Scotty Parker, Henry Wiles, and Roger Lee Hayden. For all of us, I'm Scott Casper. Thank you, David Brierly For Tony Wink. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week for Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly.
10: This is Geraldo Ferracci, and uh, we're on uh, Pit Pass Radio, and thank
3: you for listening
0: with the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces it must breathe well be lightweight and protective yet still durable fly racing created its evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements evolution 2.0 features the industry's first boa closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort smooth even closure no pressure points and simple one-handed adjustment add to that the evolution 2.0 pro Advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove, and you have Generation Next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me.
2: Are you listening to me?
0: Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited.
6: odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Russlo is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Russlo on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Russlo, the business of sports
3: betting podcast.